0: Welcome to the Pantheon Plus Rewind.
1: Hello, citizens of Terminus, and welcome to episode 69 of the Rewind. Nice. Each week we bring together all sorts of stuff related to Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, the upcoming MMORPG by Visionary Realms. So let's get caught up with a bit of Twitter faction talk, opinions on exclusive items, a seriously awesome new piece of lore, some new friends, and maybe even some music. Let's gather round as me, Desrin, and my sagacious co-host Theric tell the tales of Terminus and the citizens soon to occupy it. Thanks as always for being here, and we hope you enjoy this week's rewind. Alright, Theric mm-hmm. I have a nerdy thing for you.
0: Oh I like nerdy things.
1: I gained a level. <laughs>
0: A level, a level, a real life yeah. level. Yeah. Real life. Level. <laughs> I started thinking them as levels a long time ago and it's always helped my mindset. You know, when you get older and you, you, you turn a, another year, I like level, That's I the like goal. leveling up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So level up.
1: Uh, and I, I'm trying to like figure out, you know, what, what I should do to get more and more reckless as I like approach <laughs> the, the midlife <laughs> stuff. So, um, Fun fact: uh, My uh, co- other cousin, uh, my cousin that's like three months apart from me, so we kind mm-hmm. of grew up as siblings. Uh, he is a tattoo artist. Oh,
0: okay. There you go. Let's see where this is going.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, I I've put it off so long, but I always wanted my first tattoo to be done by my cousin, nice. and. I was trying to think of good ideas for a tattoo, and I, I'm not super big on like I have to have like a really good reason or anything like that. But I thought of the O in Pantheon, the new mm-hmm. logo with the, mm-hmm. the the you know that represents kind of the different, yeah, like uh, the broken claws and
0: a, a planet in the center.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, that
0: would be a really cool tattoo. be a really cool tattoo you should totally do that
1: (laughs) should i uh man i'm not calling on you whenever i need to be like convinced out of something
0: (laughs) well i was on board once you said more reckless ideas i was like whatever you suggest i'll I'll just i'll just agree with it i'll promote it i'm all for reckless ideas i mean this is a this is a great one too no but i have a tattoo uh you know i I know uh i i got mine when i was like super young but like i i i've never regretted it um I think tattoos are fine and and you know I think having just getting the one like if it's something that's really important to you is is cool because that's when I got mine it was something that I wanted for a long time it was something I looked at and like picked out and, and sort of hummed and hawed about so even though I was young I think I made a good decision at the time so I don't think it's something you would regret because I, I think in that 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 shape like the broken claws and the planet in the middle for the O is a really cool idea
1: yeah well, I, I feel like it might be a bit of a slippery slope. You know, you, I, I might get one. And again, since my cousin's a tattoo artist, like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to be tough to to just kind of stop at one. Um, that's what happens. But, but that's we'll what see. everybody
0: says. That's what everybody says. You get one and then you just keep going. But, you know. We'll see. I, I might look very, very different uh, <laughs> in a few years. Well, you, here's, the, here's the key. Stop before you get to the face. That's the only thing you have to do is stop before you get to the face. Any face tattoos, that's a problem. That's a problem. I would
1: I mean, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll just go up to the jawline. <laughs> I'll get, like... No. Um, anyway, uh, we should probably thank our uh, adventuring party, um, as as usual, who donated to the show during last week's YouTube premiere. Um, we've got Gracelyn on the Gnome Summoner, Ziplocs on the Dark Mirror Rogue, Sparrow on the Elf Ranger, Bounty Code on the Human Wizard, Rildren on the beard
0: lord yeah, we, rogue we have Who another beard lord this is this was happened during chat jason our, our beard lord uh he's inspired another person to join the the beard lord class because that's the class he made up so he's decided to expand on that so i All welcome right. our new beard lord uh, overlords
1: <laughs> me too uh this is this is a good standard now i, I love it <laughs> we've also got uh wisen on the ashen elf wizard
0: I love that he specified Ash and that's, He's the first person <laughs> yes. to actually de- differentiate between the Ember and the Ash and So good on him.
1: Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. And lastly, we, we have uh, Xanafel on the Dark Myrrh
0: Druid. <laughs> It is spelled wrong in the notes, yes. Thank you for saying Dark mirror," not Dark My Druid, because I spelled it wrong.
1: I, I, I almost wanted to give you a hard time for it, so thanks for pointing it out, because I would have gone
0: by it, um, but you've you've outed yourself. So. I, I I heard the pause in your voice, and I knew it was coming, so I figured I'd just preempt it. That was my strategy. <laughs> awesome. So we have some more good news? Yeah, we have more good news. Uh, we had another giveaway this week. Um, our, our now famous... Married gamer couple, Sparrow and Bounty mm. Code, who got a huge uh, shout-out in the last newsletter from uh, VR about uh, life as a gaming couple. They uh, graciously donated a Legat pledge to the show. So that, again, is the, the pledge that includes uh, beta access. Uh, so if you are interested in winning that pledge, um, you have to be here for the premiere, for uh, the YouTube premiere and in chat. And all you do is just hit at Theric, D-H-E-R-E-C, and i will write your name down <clears throat> and then at the end of the show i'll put it in the hat we'll draw a name and uh see who the lucky lucky listener is the only uh, caveat being if you've won before then uh, we can't enter again but otherwise um thank you again to Spar- sparrow and bounty court for being so generous and good luck to everyone and uh yeah. with that on with the show this week in visionary realms news and notes All right, well, it's the last week of August and we uh, are we-, we are eagerly awaiting the September content schedule from VR, which is such a nice thing to now expect, right? Like we mm-hmm. know that this this September content schedule is coming, so that's like super exciting. So we've, we've been busy with all this news that's come out in the last few weeks, so we've got some Twittering to catch up on and uh, <laughs> there were a few VR tweets from last uh, couple weeks that, you know, I caught my eye, one in particular that I want to talk about and um, you know we have to give people our shout outs and so if you respond to these VR posts um, you know you might get a you might get mentioned on the on the show here and uh, I try to pick new people I try to you know some of the same folks as we've heard from before but also some new people so keep an eye on this segment if you're uh, replying to those because you might just get uh, called out um, so the the panth- the uh, VR question on Twitter this week is how do you make faction choices in the games you play so it's kind of an interesting question because they didn't specify MMOs. I mean, we are going to be talking Mm -hmm. about MMOs so it can go along different lines too. You can talk about single player games here. So, and it's kind of a throwback question to me since, um, you know, it's definitely been a while since I've had to really make a fact, a meaningful faction choice in an MMO. Now, single player games, different story. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and like, I'm talking about like real choices, like not ones you can just sort of buy your way out of, or you can wipe away with some, you know, epic deed or doing something, not even epic deed, like a, a, st- a standard deed of some sort. It doesn't even, <laughs> nothing sticks. But, um, you know, EQ was have, was heavy on the faction choices, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when, I, when I think of faction, though, I do tend to think more of, of single player games and the one that always comes to my mind. Um, is the fallout games so the fallout series Mm. now i don't know desert if you know fallout really well or not but um you know in those games usually you had like three or four factions to choose from so you had like the brotherhood of steel um you had the new california republic and then in one of the more recent ones in uh new vegas you had caesar's legion which was a really interesting one if you chose that Mm -hmm. Um, they had a real impact on what you could and you couldn't do. Um, they affected like the items you had access to ended up being like how the story played out and what, you know, what your game ended up feeling like. So, so does, when I say to you like faction choices, what, what do you think of what games come to mind or anything that pops out? Oh, man, that's
1: actually such a good example. Uh, <laughs> I I thought of MMOs right off the bat, so I, I was kind of inside the box here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I thought of Vanguard, um, not because the factions were insanely important, but the things that you could do around factions, specifically, I'm talking about diplomacy.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know
1: I'm kind of like jumping a little bit off track already but uh the the stuff you could do with diplomacy was always just such a cool spin-off of the faction concept to me that i just really really loved it the other side of that was doing the like lycanthropy quests and EverQuest online adventures i remember there was a lot of faction stuff around that it's been a while now but um, but those are the examples that came to mind both mmos though so mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah di- diplomacy in vanguard was a was a really cool take on the whole faction stuff um, you know I, I think back to doing that and i i wish more games had sort of you know taken that ball and run with it a little bit because i think you can do yeah. a lot of things with it right so let's look at some twitter responses here and first up was our, our friend crossinger and uh, she said uh, so often factions don't really do any- do anything except cool armor. I would love a faction choice that led me down a rabbit hole of lore and quests and character identity that has repercussions many levels later. My and my other faction people <laughs> nod when we pass. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I love the little, um, you know, the the knowing wink in the handshake, the, the secret handshake, sort of the insignia, you know, all that kind of stuff. I kind of feel like I get the the Dark Brotherhood you know, vibe from Crow's tweet mm. here, you know, the <laughs> Elder Scrolls, Dark Brotherhood vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah.
1: I, I To me, when I read Crow's uh, uh, tweet, I, I thought of like when you're walking by NPCs in, in certain games, and they'll like say different lines of dialogue depending on the choices you've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always thought that was such a really immersive concept uh and i know some mmos do this as well um i hope pantheon does this in some capacity that that says specific things to your character based on you know factions or or even like race and class and and stuff like that because it it really adds a kind of tangible uh spice i Mm -hmm. guess that i just i just really love
0: yeah, we've seen some of that, actually, in some of their gameplay demonstrations. We've seen the NPCs refer to them by their class, right? I think there's a mm-hmm. few where they say, you know, oh, uh, you know, uh, Joppa, you know, you dire lord, you evil dire lord, or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Again, yeah, I remember
1: it, that one, too, yeah.
0: Yeah, they, and there's ones where, you know, Joppa's slain outright <laughs> by the guards in, in uh, Avalia there, I think, a couple times where they, they and the, the NPCs actually shout to Zone, you know, like, stupid dire lords, get out of here, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think that's too. that's pretty cool, too. I remember it makes me again think of like um, Skyrim, you know, when you walk into town or even Oblivion, the one before it, where they, you'd walk into town and they'd be like, you know, I got my eye on you. Like, I'm keeping an eye because they recognize that you're a rogue or you're like, a, you know, you're not uh, playing your characters, not get aligned with the, the same faction as the town. And then there's other ones that were like, oh, hey, you know, welcome, citizen, you know, please come on. in. <laughs> yeah, kind of yep. So definitely uh, fun to hear that. The next one was from uh, Drantis on Twitter. And they said, I like this. It's very simple, very short. They said, the faction chooses me. So (laughs) I I think that's a great non-analytical approach. Um, You know, we play games sometimes way too analytically. we you know, trying to go in with with way more knowledge than we should have. Um, Because I think that when you, the way I read this and what it says to me is like, you know, don't look up the results of choosing one faction or the other ahead of time, right? Just make choices yeah. in that moment. Go with what, go with your gut, go with what feels right, right? And that way, the end result is where you naturally would be anyway. Like that's you end up where you should be. I think when you then the faction chooses you.
1: So, okay, I, I man, I am with you in in concept so much. <laughs> um, I I play with a, a, a friend. Uh, several games, all, all all the time. Though he's very min maxi right? Okay. Um. And and I've I've found through that friendship that I am too. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know I I want to just do what you're talking about and just choose based on my heart. I want this to be a a you know a role playing game where I'm I'm playing a role instead of like. Not not just like a goal playing game, you know. <laughs> like, goal playing game.
0: Wow, that's a great phrase.
1: Of yeah, I actually just made that. Up. <laughs> it's really
0: good. But
1: um, but like I I get what you're saying, and I really want to play that way. But I I feel like I just somehow in MMOs in single player games, I'm I'm always thinking about like what's the effect that this is going to have. I'm like it's like trying to predict a movie. Yeah. Um, And so, but I I like this. The faction chooses me. It's like, that is exactly how I want to be. (laughs) I just struggle to pull it off if
0: I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, if if I'm honest to you, I mean, I I would, I know why it's difficult. I get it. I definitely get it. I think it's like a, I think it's like you say, you know, it should be the way it is, but it's probably not. But (laughs) maybe, maybe, you know, like maybe with like an alt or something like that. Not with my main, maybe with an alt, I can do it that way. right? Um. I don't know. The next one was from Grishord and they had sort of a ranking. They said, first and foremost, the faction is important is where friends play. After that comes the perks for that faction. After that comes how they look. And then the last thing is the lore. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, so they're looking at it from, I think this is important because um, it's an MMO. You know, when you're talking about MMO, you're talking about playing with other people and, and having that be part of your, uh, you know, everyday experience. And if you're aligned different, differently, faction-wise, that's going to be tough. You know, you can't, mm-hmm. nobody in, in EverQuest, people who wanted to play Dark Elves and had friends that wanted to play, you know, <laughs> anything but a Dark Elf <laughs> um, had real problems because they couldn't really go to the same places, right? There was a lot of places where um, the factions didn't work and unless the one person was willing to do a lot of faction grinding and work to get their faction where it needed to be was a real tough thing. So it, it sort of raises the question, you know, like, um, you know, what's the best faction? Like what's th- what makes things the easiest? Because if that exists, it's going to be way more popular for people. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. in EverQuest played the good races because they were just easier to navigate with, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh
1: I, I think that is what a lot of people did. But at the same time, what this kind of brings up is is something I see recurring through a lot of different subjects when it comes to MMO design and, and that's designing a game around the exclusions. And I, I actually really hope that Pantheon doesn't take this approach and that they kind of lean more towards those kind of older school roots where there were these really not hard barriers, but, but, you know, very dense barriers that it took a lot to overcome if you wanted to, you know like play with a friend as a race that was aligned very differently Mm -hmm. Um, I actually think that kind of gameplay should exist Yeah, because it's memorable and I know a lot of people are going to really dislike that and and say well you know I don't have you know such and such amount of time you know all, all the things that generally come up when you talk about this and it's like if the game is designed around not having some kinds of uh, blockers like that that you have to overcome. It gets kind of an alchemist, like mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I would say instead of that, maybe consider playing like you know humans or, or a race that is best aligned uh, universally as a benefit of that race, because I think a lot of people are like, well, but the best race for my class is, you know, not human or whatever. It's like, let's try to consider like the non, you know, combat benefits. And one of those could very well be faction. And I actually Mm -hmm. hope that faction is a huge benefit of like humans, for example, that you can actually tell if you're playing a human, that you have an easier time with, you know, stuff like that. Yep. So a little yeah. soapbox, but
0: no, it's a great point. Design designed around exclusion. I really like that phrase because I think that that the knee jerk reaction to that is negative, but it's actually it's a good thing when you when you explain it the way you did. So I like that. <laughs> of course, there's the other side who <laughs> our friend Zerg Jerk, who is a longtime friend of the show and super good guy. Um, he says he wants to play in the in MMOs. He plays the faction with the fewest players. Um, and in single player games, it's the faction where he's allowed to kick the baby. So <laughs> he, he, I don't know about his single player games. I don't, I'm not sure what factions allow you to do that, but so in MMOs, he likes, he likes the ones that, uh, he's like the hipster. He wants nobody, uh, he wants to do what everybody else is not doing. So, um, yeah. But if, if you are
1: always playing the faction has the fewest players, are you a hipster? Because the other people playing that faction are probably doing it for the same reason.
0: Oh man! Now, now you're going down the matrix. You're you're going down the <laughs> the the metaverse of hipsterism. I think. That's Sarah, the so.
1: irony of of being a hipster is that yeah, being a hipster
0: is popular. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I mean, every time I every time I see like an actual <laughs> hipster out in the world, I'm like, dude, you're you're missing the point. <laughs> I'm Like, it doesn't make any sense. I know. I have that same thought. Uh, uh, anyway. Having
1: said that, I actually do the same things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I resemble well, that. I'm making fun of myself right now. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's the ultimate uh, insight is to uh, self-efficacy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the next one, the next couple are, are really fantastic. They they are from a very uh, similar thinking people. The first is Jonathan Yeager. They said, uh, I don't, I'm a rogue. Play all factions to the highest bidder. So mm. they're they're looking at factions as a currency and uh, to be bought and sold, which is a very cool way of doing it. And, um, you know, but, you know, I'm guessing that they would like to probably ingratiate themselves first to like a really popular, like a noble faction and then sell their access somewhere down the line to a, a shady character or something like that. And then similarly, mm-hmm. Kath Clark <laughs> said, I'm a real turncoat. I will work hard for a certain faction to do a quest, gain access to somewhere that I really want to see. And then when I'm done, I'll work on another faction. No love lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so watch out for those two in the game cuz you cannot you cannot trust them with your with your faction respect. So. man, these guys
1: are like absolute stereotypical dark trader material. Like this yeah. is perfect.
0: This is perfect. Yeah. Dark trader materials, right? The Next one is from Be More Gaming. They said, Whatever makes me the most hated across the lands. There's a sense of camaraderie amongst players, such a, players of such factions, that you just don't get with other groups. Also, I enjoy the struggle. And I think that's a uh. good representation of like the bond of, you know, the outcast, you know what I mean? Like the, the hated player. Um, you know, you can't really, you know, be hated by everyone, but no matter what <laughs> you're slaying, you know, someone's happy you're doing it, basically. Like, so if you're like, if you're a scar and you're killing, you know, human paladins out in the wasteland, the other scar are happy you're doing that. So I don't know if your quest is to be despised, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a tall order.
1: You know, I, I like this though. Uh, and, and I think the scar, at least by lore, we'll see how it gets in game. But I think the scar are going to fit that really well. Like to, to me, I, I imagine just, how they are to not be very compatible with most societies Mm -hmm. um and i i gosh i hope that plays out in in the game because i mean even in like world of warcraft i feel like the the horde uh was a lot it it felt a lot more communal for some reason to me Mm -hmm. and i think it's because all the horde characters are ugly (laughs) and and (laughs) Nobody <laughs> and, loved them
0: except each other, and
1: yeah, and we're all like, you know what? Let's let's all be ugly together or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think the scar, like actually being just a single race, you know, not just like a faction um, or a uh, uh, like side of a dualistic kind of game, mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft or EverQuest Two. It's yeah. like I I think they are actually. Thematically perfect for this kind of outcast society that is like really tight knit, and I I kind of feel like scar players are going to have that like community mm-hmm. that's like accidentally immersive. You know, even people that maybe not won't role play like I think that suits really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like we said earlier with dark elves. Like, even though dark elves had a hard time in every quest, um, ogres too, you know, as well. But like. When you when you saw dark elf players together, they had you kind of got that vibe from them that they liked just being you know they had that camaraderie of evil together, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of get that, yeah. Uh, Especially next, that
1: move speed buff. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, that move speed. buff. I forgot about be that for the scar. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy thing, right? Like that's another just bonding thing that they can they can celebrate together like haha you know we can run faster than anybody else
1: oh man i'm already looking forward to this
0: (laughs) (laughs) next one is from ang s and they said sadly based on loot reward and knowing most decisions are reversible uh, perhaps pantheon can offer faction pathways that are permanent and help define both the player character and the world they inhabit and i think that's basically what you know, my main takeaway here with regard to factions is, is that they have to be hard to erase. We've mm. talked about it before, but, you know, <clears throat> raising faction, it can't just be a checklist item like it is a lot in a lot of MMOs these days. Mm-hmm. Um, y- there has to be a counterbalance to it. If you're doing something, something else is is getting affected um, because a lot of times you can raise, like faction exists in modern MMOs, but it has no counterweight to it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're better with the town of Bree and, and Lord of the Rings Online because your faction standing with you know um, you know whatever, the lands of Mordor and the mines of Mordor that kind of stuff doesn't go down. It just you just increase faction. You never decrease faction anywhere else. So I you know I don't know. I think that we just it falls into the category of stop sort of giving us free stuff. Right? Make there a cost associated mm-hmm. with with things like that. So
1: that's actually a a point I was just thinking of was um, a lot of times nowadays actually even since a long time ago i remember this being uh something i made fun of in eq2 was uh i would you know kill something and you'd get like five faction hits like quote unquote but they'd mm-hmm. be like for mobs that have absolutely no yeah. like purpose <laughs> so it's like that you have no reason well, why to do have i care about you know lowering my faction with the gnolls of blackborough because yeah. <laughs> they a you know there's probably not a lot of ways to increase it and b there's no reason for me to increase it so like
0: that's such a good point that's such a good point
1: i would say right now vr if there's not a reason to have the faction up don't give don't don't put a faction that only goes down like
0: don't like
1: there's got to be a purpose for every single one please
0: yeah, my faction with the sport with the Forest Spiders doesn't matter. Like don't don't do that because exactly. that's, you know, stupid, <laughs> exactly. right? So exactly. No, I, you're you're totally right. Like there has to be some reason f- to want it to be to maintain a certain faction or to care about why you're you're hurting one and helping the other kind of thing.
1: But yeah, and another thing, uh actually since I was just talking about EQ2, um Derek, did you ever do the uh betrayal quests?
0: In no, 2 too? No, I did not. No, I wanted to. I wanted to. Um, I just never got around to it. I think, but I remember like people talked about the betrayal quests all the time. It was a very, very well, uh, well liked uh, system that they had set up there.
1: Yeah, I actually am surprised that I hadn't thought of this earlier since we're talking about factions, but um, the. Betrayal Quest uh, A, there was a long, (laughs) long quest to do. Um, But it it gave you the option of actually completely switching sides. Um, You know, it'd be like going from Alliance to Horde in World of Warcraft. And it was some serious effort. And uh, a big part of that was because there was a faction grind. uh, Mm -hmm. and, And a lot of that was done through like a repeatable quest and stuff. So it wasn't the most engaging thing. Um, but it was actually very memorable. I actually have one character that faction switched three times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? Oh wow! Couldn't yeah. make up their mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, my my main alt. Uh, I actually joined this raiding guild, and my main alt was a ranger. Believe it or not, and oh uh, <laughs> good, they they were like, rangers suck this expansion. I need you to go assassin. And so I switched so I could be an assassin. And then, you know, that expansion went by and then they're like, whoa, rangers are like top tier DPS now. So I had to switch back to ranger. Oh, and uh, yeah, I've, but I also I even switched for uh, RP actually um, one time as well. Uh, just so that particular character. Had like kind of his in character story arc and stuff. But yeah, that was actually very memorable. And I mean, I guess I wouldn't want every faction like major faction change to be like that. But in Mm -hmm. that context, that was actually a really good memory and example of, of serious faction change.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, when you make it, when you make it challenging and you make it worthwhile and make it something that is memorable, you know, or you make it that challenging, it becomes memorable. So I just, you know, again, it it has to mean something. So um, yeah. And then last but not least, we have Hood, and they said, my faction decisions are the equivalent of reading only the headlines of a news article. If I con them and their attack on site, they're cool to me. If dubious, I avoid them if I can help it. And if indifferent or higher, I genuinely genuinely feel bad if I accidentally aggro them. So it just sort of <laughs> sounds like their approach is to accept your sort of natural born faction and just sort of run with it because, you know, that's what they are. And, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, I'll say, hey, you better choose wisely during character creation because <laughs> you are going to be playing. That is going to be your, your faction for the rest of your character's life. So, yeah. yeah I think so I think you already answered this a little bit in terms of your your style of min maxing despite your despite your gut instincts but but is that your approach with faction choice is that sort of what you do
1: you know I uh, yeah I would say I, I'm I'm pretty practical about it but uh, I mean if there's a reward like some specific reason like the betrayal quest for example yeah, yeah um yeah. you know that that is a big deal about you know choosing your factions but I do have some examples of choosing a faction like for purely like roleplay purposes um, mm-hmm. as well so I, I think I'm if if I really had to be serious about it, I would say I'm actually a mixed bag of like everything that we've read so far right. Um, right. like uh, I'm not purely min max I'm not purely go with the flow but um, uh, but, I mean, I like, having some, some characters have high faction with just really random factions that don't really have rewards or anything, um, <laughs> just for the sake of saying, like, you know, this character... Like, in, in EQ2, again, um, I had a mostly roleplay character that I seriously pushed faction with the uh, the Green Hoods, which um, uh, was a faction that went into Zek and uh there's a a cool little like oasis in there where you meet a lot of these green hoods there's actually a signature quest that follows it um but i just like went super crazy with that like i did the signature quest and i'm like you know what this is going to be like a fundamental part of like my character so i maxed out the faction there's no (laughs) there's no reward (laughs) for that (laughs) but uh it's just just for the sake of you
0: know yeah, for the sake of doing people. it, right? But you did it because you're interested in it. I like this is the kind of thing that I would do. Like, this is 100% the kind of thing I would do because I I don't really, you know, I think the rewards are intrinsic and the rewards are, are, you know, you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't interesting to you. And I don't really, you know, the rewards are great, but like, I can't wait in Pantheon to be able to do this kind of stuff. I can't wait to find all the little faction, you know, nooks and crannies, right? And from a lore perspective, from a, um, Roleplay perspective from a even from a rewards perspective you know i think it's just there's so much you can do with this and it's it's just talking about it gets me you know thinking about stuff like this and wanting me to uh, wanting to do this so i like i like your approach yeah man, right on so before we move on to the next section because that's it for vr news and notes but before we move on i do want to make a quick uh shout out quick housekeeping thing um so if you uh, follow Pantheon Plus, you know uh, Drac. he is the uh, uh, one of the uh, members of Pantheon Plus. He runs the Twitch streams doing the MMORPG classes 101 on Tuesday evenings. which should you should definitely check out. But he also does uh, Pantheon Plus profiles. And that's where he he interviews a uh, member of the Pantheon community, somebody who's um, you know wants to get their name out there. Um, He asks a bunch of questions, you know, what's your race, future racing class? You know, what's your, uh, are you a main for life? Are you an alcoholic? And then, you know, some fun questions too, like, you know, what's your gaming food and drink and all this kind of stuff and telling your favorite MMORPG story. Anyway, they're super fun. If you haven't seen them, um, go to the, channel here and check it out there's a whole uh, playlist for uh, drax profiles and right now is a good time because he has nobody uh lined up usually there's a waiting list but he's got nobody uh in the hopper right now so uh, if you want to get your profile done just reach out to, you can reach out to me um you can reach out to Drax directly on discord as well um and we'll uh we'll get you set up for uh, pantheon plus profile they're quite a bit of fun and uh it's always good to uh, hear new people's stories and and meet new people so i encourage everybody to to, uh, to check that out so, yeah. But that's it for this week's VR News and Notes. <laughs> when the Pantheon community speaks, we listen. So let's dig into the forums and fan projects to see what the discussion's all about.
1: All right, so this week I was a little, I'd say dry on the forums from what <laughs> I could tell. Um, but uh, against my better judgment, I <laughs> did pull a thread that I thought it was at least somewhat unique compared to... The, you know the usual discussions that mm-hmm. are kind of uh, repetitive sometimes uh around pantheon because we're you know we're just waiting yeah but uh, <laughs> been waiting a while <laughs> but we're, we're gonna dig into some some fun stuff here so the thread is called exclusive items in new world by forum yeah. user uh Grimsey. now uh don't worry this isn't like we're not gonna get in a full like new world discussion here um
0: no it's re- it's relevant
1: it's it's relevant, especially right yeah. now, you know. Um, but uh, this is a, a kind of a sidetrack just from the game itself. So the original post brings up how recently Amazon Game Studios has given out some cosmetics for people that watch certain streams. Um, so p- people can claim these as Twitch drops. Um, so it's pretty common on Twitch, and, you know, Amazon does own... Switch, so mm-hmm. kind of makes sense that their game would would have these. But um, so I'm going to paraphrase a bit when it, you know, like usual when it comes to forum posts. But Grimsey says that these are horrible <laughs> and that they hate exclusive oh, cool, cool, cool. items like this. Uh, they don't like missing out um, on any kind of like content by, as, as they say, means beyond your control. Mm-hmm. So lastly, they say that if Pantheon does this, they'd at least prefer that they like email several times, you know, et cetera, so that they don't miss out. So it's really strong, uh, strongly against doing these kinds of like, like Twitch drops, I guess, Um, Hmm. which I think this is the first time I've seen this kind of come up when it comes to Pantheon because it's. You know, it's a somewhat
0: new thing, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's a relatively new phenomenon. Um, you know, <clears throat> the thing with with New World is that if you've watched, I mean, you've played it, you know, um, you know about it. But it's it's set up for like it's integrated into the whole Twitch mm-hmm. drops, and Twitch is very integrated into pan, into, into Pantheon, into uh, New World, um, from the menus and everything. It's it, like it's hundred percent connected. So. They've been, you know, this has been the plan from day one. There's no doubt about it that this has been the plan from day one. So, mm-hmm. you know, Pantheon's never talked about this, f- fortunately. And, I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you'll see, I'm gonna come down pretty heavily on one side here, um, <laughs> but I'll let you continue before I do that. I don't want to spoil spoil the fun.
1: Oh man, now I'm scared. Well, I <laughs> so uh, we'll have a little bit of fun here. So uh, byproducts comes in and just says do pledge exclusive items not count? It's no. a, I thought. Go, <laughs> it's go, go little, ahead. Go ahead. It's, I know it's a little snarky. I know it's a little snarky. Um, but I think the idea here is more, well, those are exclusive to certain people that, uh, you know, jumped on, uh, for example, like the pledges have changed, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the time Pantheon's been around. Yeah. So, are those exclusive?
0: Yeah, they are, but they're also available. Like they're available right now to anyone, right? And if you if you are coming into Pantheon, let's say it's you know however long down the road, and Pantheon's launched and it's doing well, and da da, da, da da, you know, and you can't get those items anymore, like you can't really blame anyone except yourself. I mean. When we're talking about Twitch drops and well I'm you know I'm not an expert on it. I have never participated in one to be perfectly honest. I don't. Oh, you know. so
1: you're an expert. Awesome.
0: Yeah, right. I'm I'm an expert. Exactly. <laughs> so, but but the thing is, is that if I'm not there at that moment, you know, and if I'm not f- watching this streamer to gain those things, I have missed out. And that's a very different thing than a game that's been in development for 5 years and I didn't pledge when all those things were available, right? Like that's a totally totally different thing. Okay. Okay.
1: So even, even when it comes to pledges that aren't around anymore, like rewards that aren't around anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, th- that's a good point. There were, there are, there are those. Those do exist because people did pledge super early in the Kickstarter and VR has committed to provide some, um, you know if not the exact thing that they promised at the time then something of you know something of equivalent value or something of equivalent stature i guess um but that's a problem even artois their their customer service person has said several times that this has been sort of a bugaboo for him like very difficult to sort of deal with these kinds of situations mm. um so uh yeah no I, I i just i don't know like i and there's also a difference between the act of, you know, pledging to support a game and watching some Twitch Twitch streamer play the game. You know, like I don't know, it yeah. doesn't doesn't seem the yeah. same to me.
1: I gotcha. Well, uh, so uh, Grimsey responds to kind of that, and just says, uh, for us uh, here now, there've been years to buy them, like for the the old pledges. So. This is true. So it's it's like the the matter of time is different. You know, we're we're talking. I think the uh, Twitch drop um, that this post got started on. You know, that requires that you sit in any of the Gamescom streams uh, for 15 minutes, and you get the the drop. Um, so you know, it didn't mean you had to be there at a specific time, but it did mean you have to be there within a certain window for a specific time, mm-hmm. where. You know these old pledges. You know they were around for a much larger window of time, even though that's closed off now. But there was a larger window of time. So, um, but uh, interestingly enough, uh, they add that they hope to see uh, VR sell the pledge cosmetics separately um, because they know that they don't really want to have to like buy a whole new pledge if they just want like three cosmetics from it, which. That was a kind of uh, uh, interesting addition to the conversation when we're talking about pledge Mm -hmm. rewards and, you know, cosmetics, because a lot of the rewards are cosmetic, um, to be, like, fragmented out for people that maybe don't want to, they more want to, like, pick and choose, you know? And I think this Mm -hmm. has come up before,
0: Yeah. Sort of an a la carte menu for the, for the stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. we, we, um, that was one of the ideas that we had when we were talking about like how to monetize the game differently and, you know, how could you make a, uh, uh, a more, um, inclusive pledge, um, system is, is make it sort of a la carte where you can pick what you want and just sort of add it to a menu. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and that's, a, I think that's a decent idea. Um, you know, the, the time thing you're talking about in terms of availability is one thing, but, to have to sit in, in a in a Twitch stream for 15 minutes just to get some thing, like, man, I don't know. I, 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 I'm all for like, you know, supporting your game and, and supporting the people who are good for your game and that kind of thing. But I don't want to sit in somebody's Twitch stream for 15 minutes just to, to, just to get a cosmetic, like just to get content. Like, it, <laughs> that, that's awful. It's awful. I don't want to do that. That's terrible.
1: I mean, but there, it's, you could just mute and just do something else for 15 minutes. You just click like one button and and you get a free cosmetic,
0: man. It's uh, it's awful. I I just, I I hate it. I hate it so much. And, um, it feels like I'm being, you know, again, it feels like you're like, if you're going to do that, like at least make the same items available to to purchase separately. Like if you're going to do this kind of stuff and I don't Mm. think they should anyway, but, um, you know, well, I think that's Twitch.
1: kind of one of the points here was that like, if you're going to do that, at least make it available somewhere
0: else. Yeah. 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 There, it's funny because I remember there was these um, card backs in Hearthstone that maybe 1% of the population of Hearthstone and a lot of people played Hearthstone had, mm-hmm. they actually only 1% had this because it was some like obscure Chinese tournament that they ran in the super early years and you had to be like top 15 legend and and so there was like very very few people had these card backs there was always this sort of petition to like make them available like bring them back they're like no we want to keep them exclusive because they have this sort of you know significance attached to them but they were like they were impossible like nobody nobody you know unless you were a super high legend player you were never going to get that card back so
1: uh, Ooh, well, well, I think we're we're digging into some fun waters here. So we'll, we'll go with the <laughs> we'll go to the next response here from Jintoki eighty eight, uh, which is another kind of interesting addition to this, um, where they just state like you're never intended to get every item or even most items in an MMO though, which I know this kind of maybe changes the direction of the thread a little bit. But um, uh, you know, we did get some immediate responses from Grimseath and Vandrad, both responding, saying like, "Well, if but if someone puts the time in and you know, effort or whatever, they should at least be able to get like most things in in, in an MMO." Uh,
0: yeah, right. like in the game. Yeah, like I I get it. Like in the game, I don't, I don't know if I hundred percent agree with that, but the context being playing the game, not watching a Twitch stream. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't. Really want to watch Twitch streams. I mean, I you know I know people would be like, oh, you, you know you're a hypocrite. <laughs> you know, like you stream on Twitch with you know Pantheon Plus, but I'm like, that's not you know that's not what I am here for. I'm not really I'm here for the gameplay, and I want to play the game. I don't really want to watch other people play it on Twitch. You know, so getting things, getting the things, the content, and getting the whatever it is, whether it's a card back or a skin or a whatever, some sort of cosmetic. I, I, As long as I can achieve it in the game. Don't make me go outside the game to get it.
1: So so your big separation is just like, it, if it's in the game exclusive, it's fine. If it's outside the game exclusive,
0: it's kind not of. fine. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I land a little bit, yeah. So uh, when it comes
1: to in-game exclusive stuff, like, what about seasonal things? Which is kind of what Faded Emperor is, is thrown in here, is like, you know, uh, what about like seasonal or collector's edition or like the the special like time-limited things? I think he was talking about collector's editions with like the expansions that often have like Mm -hmm. special things, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So those kind of time-limited exclusive things
0: that you might earn in-game, how do those, where those fall on this? Those are, are, I mean, those are fine. I mean, I have no problem with those whatsoever. I mean, it it encourages people to get in the game and participate and, and be be there for things and, and be a part of the community. That's, that's fine and good. That's n- no problem whatsoever.
1: Okay. Okay. So on, on the kind of just, just to wrap up the whole like Twitch side of things, because mm-hmm. obviously the whole drops deal is uh, it's marketing through and through, right? Yeah. 100%. Um, so, you know, the devs spend some time making this cosmetic item uh, to give out to, Anyone basically streaming the game. Uh, If you didn't know, it's not like you have to, uh, you're usually, you don't have to watch like one channel. It's like, you know, if you watch any channel uh, that's streaming Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, uh, you can claim this drop. That's usually how that works. So, as an effective marketing tool, though, do you think those kind of things are like, should there be incentives, like in game incentives to have people?
0: basically stream and market the game so it's you know this this is the world we live in right now and it's it's stupid to try and deny that you know twitch streaming and everything like that is a big part of a game's marketing if not the whole of their marketing and advertising these days i mean we we talk about dev streams like they're you know we worship at the feet of the dev stream (laughs) because they you know they they show us what we want to see but i think that i think that this 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 way of getting people to come and view, view your product and and watch people play your game is 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 a disservice to the game. I, I think that I think that you can if your game is good, you don't need to do this kind of stuff. You don't need to do this kind of cheap mm. shenanigans to give out you know stuff that because it 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 detracts from your world. You're so you're building this world. viewers building their their world. Terminus. They're just going to tear it down if they do stuff like this because nobody's going to. Like it just, ah, it just feels bad. It, it's wrong and it doesn't, doesn't, it's, you're not playing the game. You're watching somebody play the game and you're watching an advertisement. So if I watch commercials for a game, should I get stuff in a game? You know, like that's what it boils down to. You know, I don't know. I don't think so. I think <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> how do you feel about this? You've kind of been, you haven't really said how you feel about this.
1: Well, you actually led into this so perfectly and this is not scripted at all. I love it <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> I actually kind of fall on... Um, I really, really am tired of manipulative marketing. And uh, this is a very artificial way to increase uh, traffic towards the game. Now, doesn't mean the game's bad. <laughs> it doesn't mean the game's bad. But it is just a sneaky idea to get more people that wouldn't or maybe wouldn't normally be Showing off a game to show off a game. Um, I think the only benefit potentially is that some people, like let's say Co Carnage, let's see, he he hadn't really been following Pantheon, and this is an offer for him to stream it. So that a lot of people could see it, when otherwise maybe he would, you know, be getting offers from other, you know, potential projects and stuff. It, it's it's kind of a unfortunate side of the market, um, but it is something I don't. I hope we don't see with Pantheon because I agree with you. I think the game itself should be able to show itself off, and people should kind of if they want to watch people play it. They shouldn't need that extra, like, incentive. Especially, the, the irony is
0: to get you out of the game, to get things in the game, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like- that is 100%. That's exactly right. That is the irony of it all, is that you, you're not playing the game so that you can play the game. I, I Like. Uh, you know, it's frustrating because you're right. I mean, on one hand, you're absolutely right. This is the way it is. And if it's a competitive industry, right? And if Coke Carnage was mm-hmm. offered, you know, this, I mean, he'd be a fool not to say yes and, and do this kind of thing. It's um, <clears throat> just, I wish that, um, you know, I wish if the, if you could, if you could leverage yourself and market yourself as the one company that didn't do something like this, or the one company that said, you know what, this isn't part of our identity, we're not going to do this. I think that there's some value there. And I've said that before on other aspects of things with Pantheon. So I think that they have a chance to, you know, not follow these kinds of trends. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just me.
1: Yeah, yeah. They can kind of show themselves off to be uh, a little bit separate uh, yeah. in, in that sense. But
0: and you're yeah, not gonna, you're not going to beat out New World, New World and Amazon. I mean, it's the same. I mean, oh, like yeah. you said, same company, right? You're not going to do it better than they do it. They're gonna they're gonna optimize it for their game and their systems and their infrastructure. You know it's it's you're you're, you're up against that right? Like, mm-hmm. you find another way. It totally makes way.
1: sense. I mean, b- being you know Amazon on both sides, but at the same time, what's kind of funny is uh, you know Twitch, like this has been built into Twitch for a long time. Uh, and uh, if you're following New World, I, I think this was probably an idea a long time ago, but they only implemented the whole Twitch stuff uh fairly recently in New World. Um so while this has been a thing for Twitch for a long time, it's not like they, you know, were building New World and Twitch drops at the same time so that mm-hmm. like they can specifically sell New World, you know? It was like it's already a feature. And it's like because it already exists, now yeah. it's kind of like, well the tool is there. So <laughs> you know, yeah. we would be that that sign kind of the corporate mindset is you know we're doing a disservice by not, you know, right. utilizing this tool to get us more money, um, yeah. and yeah, it, it's 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 troublesome. So I th- I think if you're okay with uh, calling it there, I'm sure we've probably got plenty of good conversation and chat on this I, too.
0: Yeah, I think so too. We could go on for a while, but I, I love that you brought this topic up. It was it was a great great topic choice and. Uh, I think that there's a lot more conversation to be had here. So <laughs> save yeah. it for another time.
1: If you ever want to like get featured on Rewind, I'll say right now, like if you can think of a unique take on something, uh, I'm immediately more attracted to that. So this is absolutely. this was a great, great thread as usual. If you guys have thoughts, um, the link's going to be in the description, go to the thread, throw your thoughts in there. Really good stuff.
0: Yeah. And leave a comment on the, on the video.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so we have some, uh, actually, uh, several community introductions uh, on the forums this week, which is fun. Yeah. And so the first, we've got our frequent Rewind premiere chatter, uh, LaFail, uh, mm. Who I believe just won a pledge recently as well. Yeah, so on Pantheon Plus, U.
0: <clears throat> he, uh, <laughs> he won he won the pledge on the, on our our first Pantheon Plus U show uh, with uh, without minus there a couple of weeks ago now and yeah. Uh, yeah it was awesome.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's it's awesome having he's in the Discord too. Um, I I love having him. Uh, yeah, so uh, next we've got uh, Giscard, who. Um, they they put a really interesting intro it's not like a here's about me it's kind of like almost inspirational um (laughs) it's kind of hypey like (laughs) you guys should really check it out
0: was it was this the six six million dollar man yeah yeah this is the yeah i responded to this one yeah it was good it was super imaginative the way he i heard like the intro to that show back in the day as Mm -hmm. the way he wrote it out was super good
1: yeah that was it was awesome. Uh, very again, unique, right? i <laughs> I loved it yeah um so lastly, this one's really fun for you. So we've got squashy hat who just like you know, popped up on the forums. Um, they've been following Pantheon for a while, but you know, they just did an intro uh, that noted their interest in music and ambient sounds in MMO specifically. and in fact, he recently posted a short audio clip of his rendition of Ben and I's uh, Across the Sea, which we mentioned last week, which we totally wanted to get into that episode. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, we, we yeah, we, we, wanted to. Some of us wanted to, but uh, other ones... Yeah. Uh, we're, we're balking at the opportunity to sing for us. So you, you were saved. Your bacon, <laughs> your bacon was saved by squash. My bacon
1: was saved. Uh, we'll see how long. Cause I think Ben and I are like kind of poking me still, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So thanks to, uh, squash. Yeah. Cause I contacted him and he has given us permission to play the clip. It's, it's just a piece of the song. Uh, but I just, I love the ambience of it. So, uh, here it is. Uh, enjoy. Let me be be your
0: That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, so good.
1: Uh, like I, I, I listened to that like so many times. Like I'm yeah, so, so excited to contact him, and I, I actually hope we see more, um, more, so- more fan songs. Because hey, yeah. Ben and I's song was awesome. Uh, yeah, and,
0: if you can sing, man. If you, if if anybody out there is listening and wants to do like any kind of fan song, you know, send it to us. We'll we'll play it. Yep. I mean, it, we dude, we even play Nathan's stuff. Like, yeah, you're you're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. but then
1: before before we get to, you know, lore. Uh, we, we can go to Lore Plus here. <laughs> We've got <laughs> lore plus. Our, our wonderful Lore Bird, Crowsinger, who just posted Chapter 9 of In the Way of Storms, which is a continuation of one of her uh, amazing fan projects. So um, especially if you've been keeping up with that, go check it out um, on the forums and hopefully on our uh, website pretty soon. But uh,
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so that is it for community discussion, introductions, and everything.
0: Sit back and relax. It's time for The Lore You Know. All right, this week, it's time to celebrate the release of new Pantheon lore. We got, um, <laughs> so we got the bait part one, and I teased it a little bit last week in the in the show last week from the... Um, August newsletter, Um, we got a new piece of lore from our friend J.N. Gerhardt, Pantheon's lead writer, and we've decided because this is an important occasion, we're going to take it to the next level, so it's been a (laughs) while, Uh, so we're going to savor it, we're going to maximize our time with this lore, and I've spent this week doing a little bit of audio work to try and bring everyone an enhanced reading of this uh, first part, we're going to break this up into three or four sections, not exactly sure yet, but it's a long uh, read, so we don't want to do it all at once. So I've broken it up and it's got uh, some vocal effects. I put some music behind it. We've got some ambient sound effects. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> hope you like it because I really enjoyed making Dude, this you set. guys
1: are going to love this. You guys, yeah. I'm just going to hype this up because I heard
0: a tiny <laughs> clip already. I'm so excited about this. It's anyway, Oh <laughs> No, no, yeah, right on, man. So yeah, so sit back and, and enter the world of Terminus with us as we read the first section of The Bait, part one, by Pantheon's lead writer the one and only J.N. Gerhardt. I was adrift on waves I could not see, an ocean of dreams, dark and featureless, without rock or shore. My mind was a skiff upon the waves, caught in currents beyond my control. I must find the horizon, I thought, a way to plot a course, a way to awaken, though what I needed to remember I could not say. My mouth, was a dry tomb of unspoken words, the lids of my eyes fixed as stone, sealed by blood and tears. It was no matter, for there was no light and no reflection of my face upon the deep. Memories formed in the distance of the black sea, gray clouds tensed with fits of lightning. The lightning was my memories, yet the clouds held them back. They barked with thunder far above my skiff, taunting me with what I could not remember. My throbbing skull could scarce contain them, I clutched my head and prayed I would find one to deliver me. In the distance, I spied one memory that escaped the thunderhead, striking the surface of the sea in ribbons of flame. I must reach it, I thought. I guided my skiff and waited for the flash to fall upon me. I waited, shivering in the darkness, until I could remember who I was, remember what I was before I was cast onto this endless sea. I saw the sparks gather in the swirling storm their brightness pressing against the mist like a child inside its mother's womb. Then I saw a face forming on the skin of the thunderhead. It was terrible and lovely, pushing out from within the clouds. A lavender ball of light gathered in each eye, drawing down from each other to form the mouth below. I knew that face upon the storm, yet I could not recall her name. Her mouth opened as wide as the heavens, brimming with lavender and lightning. She spoke in light that flashed toward me. As it collided with my body, I remembered what I was. I was the bait. So Deser and I loved making that. That's so much fun. I can't <laughs> oh wait gosh. to I can't wait to continue to work on this. And I'm gonna find other opportunities to do this because this is like this is a lot of fun you were talking about you know your audio skills and production and history and that kind of stuff i can see why you like it so much it's a lot of fun
1: <laughs> it can be a lot of fun it can be very engrossing that's for sure but oh man mm. dude, we're we're hitting next level with this stuff this is especially <laughs> just because the story is so good so you got a really good platform to go on
0: but i yeah. mean dang this we, we got to keep this going yeah well stay tuned next week we'll do the next <clears throat> the next section of the story and uh you know we'll like i said we'll savor it and take our time with it but that brings yeah. us to the end of episode 69 and as always Desrin, uh thank you so so much for being the excellent co-host that you are it is truly oh. a pleasure every week to do this show with you so welcome and thank you everyone to uh for hanging out with us today if uh, you would be so kind as to leave a like on the YouTube video or a rating on your podcast platform of choice, whatever that may be, it does help the show get discovered by new potential Pantheon folks and uh, helps grow the uh, community. So with that, I say adieu and have a great week, everyone.
1: See you, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Pantheon Plus is not affiliated with Visionary Realm be sure to check out our Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube channels under the name Pantheon+. Plus. You can follow Theric at PantheonTheric on Twitter and Desrin at Does also on Twitter. And you can stay up to date with all things Pantheon at www.pantheon.plus. Until next time, cheers, and thanks for listening.